Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's what's your your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. How you doing? It is us, once again, Adam and Barry from the What's Your Weird Story podcast, your weekly episodic... Well, I guess we're not episodic. We're, uh, we're, we're kind of an anthology of uh, weird stories. But uh, anyway, we're struggling to kind of find our introduction this week, you know, because of uh, it's, a, it's a weird world. It's a crazy world. It's a changing world. So firstly, I guess I should say, how you doing, Barry? Oh... I think kind of like you, man, just kind of kind of watching our country um, push forward in a, I think, in a good way. Um, yeah, it's um, this is a historical time. And I think we'd be mm-hmm. remiss if we didn't talk about it, because it's like probably um, one of the biggest things that's happened in um, in, in in recent uh, times that I mm-hmm. can think of. I know that I remember you remember the L.A. riots with Rodney yep. King and that was. Yep that was bad but it didn't it wasn't like this it wasn't you know countrywide um yeah yeah it's just crazy man i i'm it's absolutely disgusting doesn't even um touch it um the 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 way that george flynn uh, was you know his death was caught on video and and what was happening there is just it's should never happen to anyone yeah. and um it's heartbreaking you know heartbreaking yeah. and and it's it's it was it's good that it was caught on on video because i mean i mean so many others of these we've seen pictures and we've seen images and video and it's just finally we you know um right. we're not trying and, and you know we're not trying to be political we're just discussing no this is where this is the world we live in right now and right. um this is how we we're looking at it and we're observing it and we're reflecting it and, t- and talking to you having our conversation with you guys our listeners this is what we do right. and with each other um but you know it's it's just it is disgusting it is terrible it is the worst thing you know and we keep seeing more videos of um atrocities of you know horrible acts mm-hmm. um during this you know and right. people you know and people trying to protest peacefully and instigators and people you know getting attacked like you said this is a time in our lives in our country where you know we haven't seen anything like this in our lifetime this you know yeah. we haven't seen really anything close to this i would say since like probably the 1960s you know right um and it is it's you know it's we're trying to move on to a new world a better world you know and these are birth pains you know right. you gotta do, deal with this and you know and it's like somebody said you know if you this is what happens when you know you have 400 years of oppression and you steal the land from the native people and you know you act like everything's hunky-dory and you ignore injustice and everything's gonna you know and when you pile up everything and it's just a powder keg and it's going to explode and it's you know it's just it's 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 this is what happened you know we had 
two months where everybody was stuck at home and, you know, just, uh, you know, everybody was already, I mean, it was just primed, you know, we were primed right. for some kind of um, explosion and, you know, and it's like, um, you know, and here it is, here we are. And right. Barry and I are both, uh, we're, we're white guys, you know, we're from the small, from a small town in the Midwest. We don't have a voice really to add to this except for, you know, we, you know, we support the black lives matter movement because we believe that people should, all people should be treated fairly, but you've got to start there because that is where the, that's where all the the shit's happening. That's where all the trouble is. Well, I think, and that, that, it's that's such a loaded term people people have these connotations about it and and all we're saying is that uh people shouldn't be dying for no reason you know and i i'm a white guy and i'll be the first one to tell you i've had my problems with the police i've been pulled over and mm-hmm. and i've i've not even being pulled over i've actually called the police on the matter and have been i felt like they were trying to incite me to to do something so that they could escalate the situation which mm-hmm. had nothing to do with the reason why i'd called them um you know i'm i'm tattooed i've i've got sleeves mm-hmm. and um, i think that that in their mind sometimes that raises some red flags and but at the same time, I got to say this, man, I know a lot of police officers, um, um, the, the, the gentleman that we bought our house from is a police officer and he's a great guy. And it's important that we don't put people into just these, these sort of blanket categories, you know, um, but also we got to realize that in a lot of ways, I think our police officers are not properly trained. Yeah. And we're asking them to do an impossible job. I mean, you're asking somebody to deal with, you know, a lot of times the worst of humanity on a daily basis. You know, they're Mm -hmm. getting called from people, you know, in dire circumstances and not the best of situations a lot of times. And they go home to their families and they have a lot of pimped up sort of, you know, I I call it PTSD, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Mm-hmm. We don't give them tools to deal with it, and then we stick them on the street, and we expect them to be, you know, an upstanding citizen who is, you know, in charge of people. And without getting too into that whole idea, it's just not a natural state of human behavior to police mm-hmm. people. You know, it, you give somebody a gun, and then you you put them into a situation, and you tell them that they have the power to react in the way that they mm-hmm. see fit. And, you know, in this situation, a a gentleman who had, you know, apparently tried to buy something with a fake, you know, $20 bill is now, you know, is allegedly, allegedly, we don't know, whatever the story is, he's no longer with us, you know, and and that is, it's a shame. It's a shame. And, um, and I hope I was thinking about this the other day. We got a long way to go, man. Oh, yeah, 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 we definitely do, man. We've made strides, but we got a long way to go. Yeah, we've made strides, and like you, you know, as you were saying about you know police officers, they are humans, you know, um, but they also, you know, I mean, they need to be held accountable. Is you know that's right. that's one thing that you yeah. know, and everybody for whatever you do, you know, in you life, be held accountable, man. You have to be account held accountable, right? And you can, you know, you shouldn't be, you know, you don't get to skate free just because you're a, this color or you have this position or you are what have this much money right. or whatever. Right. If you do something wrong and you break a crime, you, you break the law, you, you commit a crime, you know, whatever it is, you know, 
you have to be held accountable, you know. And if you kill somebody, you know, you have to be held accountable. Yep. Even if it's an accidental death, you still have to go through the process right. of saying yes. Right. Because, you know, if you killed somebody at your job mowing, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. you know, That'd even be, by accident, you're right. going to be charged right. and they're going to send you, you know, you're going right. to go through the court system and yep. you're going to be, you know, and you're going to be handled fairly and properly. You know, right. you can't just say, well, you know, you can't ignore, you can't throw in other factors. You have to look at everything from right. this is what it is. Right. That's a good place to land, I think, you know, in, as far yeah. as looking at the world and. You know, we're not happy with, or at least I'm not happy with the looting and 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 things like that. I understand. Um, I understand. I get it. I get it. I get yeah. the anger. I, I get the frustration. But I I don't think that white people should be a part of that. I think yeah, our role in this should only be as support. This right. is a time for us to shut up and listen. Right. You know. I agree and, with that. And, and not be action. The action you take is, you know, you get out there. You, if you're going to protest, you get out there and you protest and you stand in front of people, you know, and you help people and you pick up people that are hurt and you do all that stuff. Right. You know, right. You don't go and break shit. You don't go and loot. This is not what right. that's for. Absolutely. And that and that violence isn't the answer, man. I mean, it yeah. just and if, if, if anything, it perpetuates the problem. You know, and, yeah. and again, I get it. I get I get the anger and I get the frustration. But at the same time, at a certain point, you got to come to the table. You got to sit down and you got mm -hmm. to. Well, the other side of the table has to come to it as well. Right. And that's what this is about. Right. Absolutely. Know? And it takes time. Yeah. It takes time to do that. So yeah. anyway, that's all I'm going to say about it. And um, I appreciate. Yeah, we could go on, but we don't need to. <laughs> right, there's plenty of other people that are going on about it. So, but we want to we want to try to kind of give give folks, um, you know, a break from that. And uh, with that, we've got a, a really great guest on the podcast yeah. today. Yeah, we've got a guy who he's a musician from Charlotte, North Carolina. He goes by the name uh, Bob Halla. And he found us through uh, our buddy Emotron. You know, Tron's got us another guest come on, and he keeps finding us and sending people to us. So we appreciate yeah, Tron for all his awesome. support, his network of of friends who have weird stories that come and share. And um, so yeah, so we got Bub on, and um, he's got some really cool stories about when he was a little kid, and they're they're really cool. They're they're creepy, and they're a lot of fun. Um, so, Bob, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? My weird story started when I was, well, the first one was, uh, I was probably five or six years old. And uh, we lived in this little town here in North Carolina. And uh, we had a house fire. So my brother and I shared a bedroom and it had the baseboard heaters. Yep. And yep. his blanket got into the heater somehow. And but he didn't know till he was his pajamas and everything were literally on fire. Whoa, dude! Mm. And it was a small little mill house, you know. So the rooms are really small. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was asleep in the bed next to him. And my weird part of the story is my recollection of this. It was an out of body experience. Mm that I felt like I was in the eyes of my mother 
Oh, wow. actually came in because that I literally have a visual memory in my head from her perspective walking into the room my brother on fire over on the left and me laying there and the room was filled with smoke and her scooping me up and taking me outside wow dude and, and my stepfather threw the window open and went outside because there was a garden hose right there and he hosed down my brother get him off you know get him out of the fire but it, it, in my mind, because people have told me, like my brother and my mom when she was alive, told me that that was just something I made up in my head mm -hmm. from hearing the story. Right. But, but I know the difference from a thought memory and an actual visual memory. It's right. a visual memory. Like when I think of that, that's what I see. Wow. Yeah, that's... I mean, <laughs> First of all, that is that's that's wild. That's amazing. Um, yeah. But like, I, I I understand where like I I understand where you are coming from as far as like when people are telling you that oh you you're too young to remember that so you just you're just formulating that from what you've been told because I have memories from when I was like two years old that I know are real mm -hmm. um, because they were pretty big impactful memories you know i mean i drove a car when i was two years old oh, so wow. yeah i i hit it into reverse it went down a ice covered driveway across the street oh, across the yard in and into the house across the street and i remember that that's you know? an, yeah that's an <laughs> everybody's like no that's an infamous story yeah yeah it's a very infamous story around our our parts but like uh i i remember it and i remember my mom running by i remember the whole my whole logic is like you know I got behind the wheel and I'm Batman you know because and yeah. and and I because it was in my in our old uh, and like, like 1978 or 70 something station wagon with the green paneling and the wood sides you know that 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 we had um, and I remember it you know and I remember being in my house looking out the front glass door window. At the the workers patching the hole a couple of days later, oh, and my man. brother coming over and telling me, he's like, um, "You see that? You did that." <laughs> so, <you know>. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, everybody tells me you can't remember that because you're too little. Well, when something intense like that happens, you can remember that, and yeah. that's I can't even your 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 story is even more intense and more bizarre. And I think that to me, that totally verifies that. Yeah, this, this happened because, you know, because you're, you're, you know, it when it's real, like yeah. you said, and, uh, and that happened. I know. It. I believe you because like, it's a strange event. you like you said, yeah. an out of body experience. Yeah. You know, and maybe, you know, maybe you, you, you left your body while you were sleeping. You know, people think sometimes well, that the happens. Room, the room was full of smoke. Right. Know, so maybe I had some type of smoke inhalation. That's very true. You know, that, that would be the only thing I could think of, you know, but I don't, I don't have any memory of leaving the house. <laughs> you know, I just see from her perspective coming in. And I and I see the glow from my brother's, you know, fire, <laughs> and it's just wild. 
it is wild. Was your brother okay? Did he? Did he? Yeah, yeah, he was fine. He he's eight years older than I am, so he would have been whatever, you know, fourteen or twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Uh, That's good. That's good at least. Yeah. So, uh, actually, the the next story there's there's three parts to it, but they're all about the same place because uh, we ended up moving. It's in the same town where we had the fire. And there's actually a, a small mountain. Uh, and on top of that mountain was a mansion that was built in, I believe, the 30s. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, the dude that owned the town, you know, when the town was built, he lived up there. Right. And uh, my stepfather somehow at the time uh, knew somebody that that owned it, that owned the land, and they were having a lot of vagrants go up there and crash the house and mm-hmm. crash it. And uh, so they invited us to live there to, you know, keep people out of there. Oh, wow. And uh, so we did that. I was, I think I was six when we moved in there. Um, so the fire story, I guess, would have had to have been like five uh, but this mansion it had 39 rooms. Damn. It was huge. Damn. I mean, huge and uh, old, you know. And when you walked in the front door, uh, there was actually two living rooms. So there was a, a, a living room that was on the same level that you walked in, and then it stepped down like two stairs into a sunken living room. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there was a wall, you know. Of the main part of the house that both living rooms touched this wall. When you go through the doorway, uh, which led into there were like three three kitchens. They're they're the size of kitchens that really only had one kitchen, but I guess they would have had you know people working in there. You know, mm-hmm. whenever they lived there, like butlers and maids and all that. Mm-hmm. So. But anyway, you walk through that room into that first kitchen, and if you turn left immediately, there's a stairwell that you have to step up two steps, you know, so it, it then becomes the same level as that main living room. And that wall that connects the hallway where the, where the stairwell is and the two living rooms, there was a door from the first living room also into that little hallway. Well, that door, when we moved into that house, had never, it wouldn't open. The Mm -hmm. door would not open. They didn't have keys for it. I can't remember if it was a skeleton key or it seemed something like that. Mm -hmm. It had some type of lock mechanism, but they could never get it open. Uh, They tried when we first got in there and just, because it wouldn't open and because you could get to both sides of the door. So it didn't really matter that it opened, you know, we just didn't think anything of it. And, uh, and it, I think we lived there from when I was six to when I was 11. And it was like probably around the time, like a year before we moved out of there, we came home one evening and that door was wide open Really? We we lived there. Yeah, we lived there for like five years. 
and nobody could get that door open. And we come home one day and it's standing wide open. That Whoa. is creepy. It's super, and it's so crazy because it, like I said, you could get to both sides of the door. It wasn't like it was barring you from going anywhere. Right. But that was just the freakiest thing coming home and seeing that thing open. Wow. So you, Do got, you think that God bear. I was just going to say you can't since you you figured out earlier on that you couldn't open it. You guys probably weren't even trying to open it and then Correct. The, and then you come home and it's just open. That's so crazy, man. Wow. Weird, right? Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that? <laughs> I mean, what's your hypothesis about how it was opened? Any ideas? Well, I'll tell you. This house. Now, granted, I was little. I was six. Uh, and I think by the time I was seven, is about the time the Amityville Horror oh, came yeah. out in the theater. Yep. And my parents took my parents took me to see it. So I saw that at a very young age. And then the fact that we lived in a mansion. Right. It didn't yeah. look like the house. But, you know, so in the, the history of the house, that the house was actually built before the 30s, but it burned down to the ground in the uh-huh. 30s. And then they rebuilt it, you know, to the original blueprint. Wow. Uh, probably insurance or whatever. Um, I don't know why it burned down, but. I don't know, man. There was just something creepy about that house. And my other two stories are are related. And so if you add and factor in my whole experience there, okay. I think it is something supernatural. You know, I'm right. not a I'm not necessarily a, a hundred percent believer believer, but I'm not a disbeliever at all. You know, right. my mind is wide open to that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, and I actually want it to be true to a degree you know yeah. like right like i want it to be like oh yeah well the the spirit that lived there just you know there was maybe someone fell down the stairs or something going through that door that because you when you open the door the stairwell's right there right and it's stairwells that's in a it makes a stair you know and uh-huh. it's big like you go up there's only it was only a two-story half of it was two-story part of it was three-story and then it had a basement too so that stairwell when you got all the way up to the attic you know we used to spit down and watch it go and it would go all the way to the basement (laughs) so i don't know if it you know like i say the fact that you could get to both sides of the door don't make no sense but it's just wicked that it that it happened you yeah know? that's wild when you when you lived there um did you have access to all of the rooms all of the house did you have access yeah. okay so it wasn't like we part of we didn't house. use it because it was just my mother my stepfather my brother and myself right you know that was it and that you know that would have put my brother you know well into his teens right when he lived there you know mm-hmm. and uh there was a couple other weird little things like uh Remember the old Polaroid cameras? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <coughs> there were cert- like I know of. I've seen two pictures, but there's supposedly more than just two pictures. Like other people had witnessed this, but there was be certain times or, or certain places that you would take a picture with a Polaroid, 
uh, I don't know if a Polaroid had anything to do with it, but and maybe some people argue is overexposure or some of that going on. But there was this little cone. We called them cone heads because it was just a little imperfection, but it had a very specific, like the tip of a spear shape. Huh. You know, just a white thing. Yeah. It it didn't really have any definition other than the shape of it. But it would be like in a chair, just sitting in a chair, or it would be on a mantle. The two pictures I saw, one was in a chair, one was on a mantle. So was it like I don't mean, you said it's something that had like a pointed head but a solid white shape. I'll, I'll, oh, like a wow. white silhouette. Wow. Of a, the tip of a spear, but it was just pure white, no definition, no dimension really to it. Wow. But we just called them cone heads, and we just kind of felt like they were some type of spirit or something, you know. Um, so everybody. The, own, the original every, owner. Sorry, everybody would see this? Is that what you. Everyone kind of. Would see these, yeah, yeah. Like they, we had. I, I believe I have one of the pictures, and if I can find it, I will take a picture of it. Oh, that'd yes, be great. do please. Um, the uh, well, one other thing, there was the 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 house was shaped like a a large L. Okay. So the main part of the house is the foot of the L, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then it had a two-story. The main part of the house was three stories. <coughs> and it had a, uh, but it was kind of split level. Weird. Uh, but the long part of the L was called, we called it the wing, mm-hmm. uh, as you would. The lower level was all terrazzo floors, which are like the little pebbles that are smooth, mm-hmm. yeah. really smooth. And that was like a... Um, just a vestibule that went out into this big like party room, you know, it had a bar and a fireplace and, uh, but up above it on the second floor, what we called the wing, the only thing down, there was a bunch of rooms down there, but it was kind of like in the shining, you know, when you're in the hotel and like, (laughs) you don't down there. Right. Right. Me as a kid, I I was terrified. Oh, yeah. of, like if my mom asked me because my my stepdad's office was down there, and my mom would be like, "Go get me the such and such from your dad's office or whatever." Yeah, and I mean, you want to talk about run? <laughs> <laughs> run? I always felt like something was gonna get me right at the. You know, at my heels. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. And it was a, a legitimate presence, dude. It wasn't just, I mean, maybe some of it's in my brain, you know, agging it on. But there, you could feel that shit when you're around it, you know, well, like. Yeah. Considering, yeah. Considering all the other stuff that you've described, it, it seems like it wasn't maybe just in your brain, just in your mind. Yeah. So. Yeah, and the history too. You know, mm-hmm. it's an old place. There's no telling what all went on in there. Mm-hmm. The owner of the house did. He did a visit with my parents uh, 
you know, he was real old. He was probably in his 80s. And uh, I, it's some like news reporter or my, maybe a magazine or something. They came out and they like, you know, interviewed him. Uh, and he had some stories about how, you know, I was so young. It's hard to remember those. Say, Barry. Yeah. What's the weirdest job you've ever had? Yeah. That's a good question. It would either have to be the time that I worked at a cattle feedlot or the time that I worked for a Greek painter. Were you his model? Uh, not quite. Well, you know, it's funny because one of my weirdest jobs was being in a model in art school. But it was portraits, not full body nude. The reason I'm asking is because those jobs may be kind of normal, but we know people are out there that have weirder jobs than that. Maybe you're a mortician. Maybe you're a scientist trying to bring back the dinosaurs or the woolly mammoth. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. If you guys out there have weird jobs, unusual jobs, crime scene photographer, maybe you worked at an adult educational film set, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Just something that's unusual, out of the ordinary, and, you know, a little bit weird. Hey, those are cool stories, too. We'd love to hear those. So give us a call or an email or whatever. You know how to get a hold of us. Be part of the community of Weirdsville. Another little weird thing is uh, I mentioned the Amityville Horror. Well, in my room, which was in the main part of the house, there was a uh, every time we my mom would go to pull my bed down, there were wasps that had gotten somehow under a fully made bed under the covers and they were dead, but there would be like five or six of them. Wow. And this this happened on multiple occasions, you know, which brought me to the mindset of the fly scene. Yeah. You know, I'm like, what the hell? It's like, you know, it got me to the point where I didn't want to sleep in there, obviously, as a little Mm -hmm. kid. Yeah. You know, if they got under my covers, well, then they could get under the covers when I'm in there. Yes. Right. But we, we later found out that there was actually a hornet's nest right outside my window. Right were like getting in uh but you know that was just kind of a weird thing yeah and uh, i actually ended up sleeping in my brother's room for probably a year (laughs) i would have too yeah hell i don't even know if i ever went back to that room (laughs) i had a little uh like a twin bed in my parents room for some time too um which was kind of awkward but it was a big room it was Mm -hmm. like a huge room yeah. like a like a quadruple master normal master bedroom yes right. quad size this was yeah. like a, a an ensuite yeah wow the house was badass i mean it, it had, sounds like you it. know killer tile you know like old school tile yeah and clawfoot tubs and it wasn't like modern by any means though you know right. it was still like we weren't like rich. Like everybody thought we were rich because we right. lived in the mansion and you know this little town. Um, but the uh, oh yeah, that same wall. Okay, now, this happened for like years, and you know, kind of coincides a little bit, in my opinion, with 
uh, I called it the spirit and the wall. So the same wall with the same door, like I said, the main living room is, you know, equal to that door. And then there's two steps down and there's a sunken living room that goes back into a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Well, when you were coming from the kitchen and you were walking up, taking the two steps up to get into the stairwell, the, there was a little section of wall before you made the two steps up that, you know, jut out and then was attached to the door frame. That And the reason I'm explaining that is it was literally that section of wall as you would get close to it. Now, my parents and my brother never, they said they never experienced this mm-hmm. whatsoever in six years or five years that we lived there. But I, as I would get close to it, I would hear this ticking in the wall, like, And as I got closer to it, now it wasn't quite that loud, but it was this thing, something, a ticking in the wall. And that got me to a point, like, once I actually noticed it and was focused on it, it would do it, like, all the time when I was trying to go past it. Wow. Where I would literally run as fast as I could up those stairs, you know, to get yeah. away from that wall sound. Oh, Whatever, Lord. something, man, something. Man. There was like there was a spirit locked in the walls, man, and he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something was man. there. Something there. If it wasn't a spirit, it was one of those, you know, those uh, uh, vagrants, maybe living in the walls or something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you've heard stories, we've heard stories about you know people who are like. Living like like live in the walls or you know in the attic and stuff like that and maybe that's what maybe you had a uh, a secret roommate that nobody knew about that had <laughs> and there were secret passages because you know mansions like that would have passages for servants you know yeah that they wouldn't be seen and so I wonder if there was something like that and that maybe that's they got that door open. But uh, either way, if it was a ghost or if it was a vagrant that was a secret roommate, either way, creepy as fuck. Yeah, that, wall, yeah. that wall was at most eight inches. Wow. Oh, eight wow. Inches. Okay. Then. So That's a- very, very small. But uh, yeah, it was definitely something That's extreme, extremely bizarre. But wow. my, my uh, stepfather at the time, he was just a crazy dude. You know, I mean, he, you know, Came straight out of the disco era, you know. He had yeah. the 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 full on mustache with the you know button down shirt open halfway down his yeah. chest with medallions and yeah, crap. yeah, yeah. That long longish, like not quite touching your shoulder, long hair. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. You know, just cool. But he was a maniac. I mean, he he did a lot of drugs, and he uh, he would dose people with acid. And, oh shit! And not tell them. Oh wow! Yeah, like I know I know for a fact. This is kind of on a side note, but it kind of bring you to the point of him that uh, at least one time when he babysat me, he gave me some little blue pill and said, "Here, take this," and it just like knocked me out for like two days. Damn! Oh wow! Shit. Yeah, so he was he was kind of sadistic. You yeah. know what I mean? Like right. he never did anything. He never did anything sexual or anything like that with me. But you know, he he would give me something to make me go to sleep, so he wouldn't have to deal with me. You know, right, right. He would, 
he would fuck with people bad. Like, uh, I told you about the attic. Well, up in the attic, there was this, uh, this is <laughs> actually hilarious. It's one of those, it's like storage bins, but they're aluminum, you know, they're tall where you can like open and, and like hang clothes and stuff in them. But they're yeah. like a standalone thing. Well, there happened to be one of those up there. And, uh, he would always get people messed up, you know, drinking and smoking weed and whatever else he gave them. And uh, he would get my brother in on it, you know, because my brother was around like 16 or 17. And uh, they would take people up in that attic and tell them it was an elevator. <laughs> my, brother, my brother and his friends would be like hiding in the back of the attic. And he'd bring them up there. Yeah, hey, you want to check out the elevator? And they would get inside that aluminum box, and then he had some word, you know, he would say that my brother and his friends would come up and start, like, shaking this thing. And he would just mess with people like that. He was just constantly doing stuff, you know. Like, we'd have family reunions, and my aunts and uncles would be over there. And I got one aunt, my mom's sister, that's... uh deathly i mean deathly terrified of cats like you ever know somebody that's just like you know yeah. i mean they freak out if they even like see a cat uh -huh. well he knew this right and he put the cats in the room that you put the coats oh man <laughs> and he's like go put your coat in that room oh, and he my. followed and as soon as she walks in he slams the door behind her and, <laughs> and like it and there's like three cats in there. He's just an asshole, you know. Right. He's just <laughs> right. That's hilarious. So that brings me to my final, the final weird story. Uh, in my brother's room, which was on the back side of the house, and the back side of the house is where you could see the full on three stories, and then the basement was even open, you know. So it was really like four stories. Well, inside the closet in my brother's bedroom, which was weird as hell, it had a big-ass window in the closet. And me and my stepfather were in that closet. Now, he smoked a lot of weed, my stepfather. Mm -hmm. So I'm positive I was contact buzzed. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, I was hanging out with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So we can attribute a little bit of it to right, right, that. Right. <laughs> but, uh... So we're standing, I don't know why the hell we're standing in this closet, okay? Because it, it was bright, you know, during the day and open. And we were just over there looking out the window. And on the back side of the house there, there were two humongous oil tanks, you know, for heating oil. Mm -hmm. And they're up on like these, you know, like a stone base. So they're they're probably eight eight to ten feet off the ground, and then you got the four stories, three stories, you know, plus the attic and the roof. Uh, and we're standing there, and we look up there on the roof, and I swear to you guys, there's a German Shepherd dog on the roof. What? Walking back and forth. Whoa. And. I Looked up there and I looked at my stepfather. And I'm like, Do you see that? And he's like, Yes. Whoa. Whoa. 
right when he said yes, the German Shepherd jumps off the roof, goes straight down, lands on the oil drum. As best I can remember, you could hear it hit the oil drum. That sound the oil drum would make. Yeah. And disappear. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Now that is bizarre. Yeah. Ghost dog. Yeah. A ghost dog. A ghost dog, man. German Shepherd, you know, we actually had a German Shepherd. Um, I can't remember if it was at the same time because that German Shepherd did die there. Uh, So I'm not sure if that was afterwards or during, but I do remember that. um, And I would have had to have been maybe like eight years old, eight or nine years old. Wow, that's crazy. How would a dog get up there? I mean, there's no, you know, I mean, if it was a real dog, you know. I mean, I could see it. And then when it hit the thing, it, it, you couldn't see it anymore. That's so crazy. Wow. That's wild. I don't know that we've had a story like that. No, I was going to get ready to say the same thing. We, I don't think we have had anything like that before. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I, you know, that's the only thing I can ever say that, yeah, I definitely saw a ghost. Wow. But it was a dog. A dog ghost. <laughs> a dog ghost. Wow. Now, the other just kind of, you know, almost poltergeisty, like mm-hmm. weird. Right. With the ticking wall and the freaking door. Right. But that, that, I saw it and he saw it. Wow. Wow, man. That's crazy. That is. It's, Damn. I'm just, I'm just trying to wrap my head around it because I see it as you describe it in my head. Well, and like, it's just. That's why, you know, I don't tell that story that often because yeah. it's one of those things. Like you said before, it's weird. You know, you're not yeah, just right. going to go meet someone and say, hey. I saw a ghost dog. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Off a roof. Right, right. That's wild. That's really wild. This sounds like a really cool place. Is it still around? Is this? Is this... Yeah, yeah, it's still there. Yeah, okay. most certainly. Uh, it's, you know, changed possession. And uh, actually, I think it was probably about, man, it had to be about 15 years ago. Me and my brother got the opportunity to go tour the house because uh-huh. it had it had new owners or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they, I've, uh, so the, I forgot to tell you the L shape of this house. It's a, it's a, it's called Kramer mansion. Okay. okay. I'm sure if you did a Google search of Kramer, it's in Cramerton, North Carolina. Okay. Kramer's mansion. C R A M E R. Okay. Um, but you, you might see pictures, the old pictures of the house. Cause it was in the, obser- or the gazette, Gaston Gazette, I think is what they call it. Uh, okay. It had, it had some, you know, picture, nice pictures because it had this humongous, it was like a, like a double Olympic size swimming pool. Wow. And that butt right up again, literally against the house. So wow. that where the L shape was on the inside, and it was 12 foot deep all the way around. Except right down the middle was a wall, you know, a concrete wall, and it had a fountain that doesn't work anymore. Okay. Uh, and I, and what I was told is it was it used to be the reservoir. That was the reservoir for the town. Oh, okay. Oh, 
on point. Yeah. Wow. Now I'm I googled it. Yeah. And uh, here it is, and it's um, it looks like it may be up for sale for uh, just a little over a million dollars. So, wow. but man, is it like is That's it something, cool. dude? Yeah, well, whenever we went back to uh, to visit, uh, they had they had covered in the pool and then built a little, you know, like a normal normal size pool. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so they filled all that in. But uh, and they had updated the house, you know, pretty good. Right. But it was wild, man. Wow. Living there, kid, and yeah, I'm, I'm, know, lo- I'm looking at pictures of it too. Wow. Experiencing that. You know, we used to jump off that roof into the pool. <laughs> we had, you know, different spots. Right. Do it. Right. Wow. That's impressive. That is an impressive place, I, man. Yeah. A really funny thing. Uh, the night we went up there to check that place out before we moved in. Uh-huh. So that pool had a hedgerow on the driveway side. You know, the driveway came right up around it. Uh-huh. So it had a hedgerow of like boxwoods. You know, neck height, so you couldn't see the pool. Right. You literally couldn't. It, it went all the way around it. We get there. It's nighttime, and my brother gets out of the car and went and dove over the the bushes. Yeah. And went right into the pool. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a. It's got a creep factor to it, man. I mean, yeah, I, absolutely, you know, it, it's cool. Sure. It's really, really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. That is uh, that is crazy, man. Yeah. I think if I were your age, if I were if I were living in that house at, at that age, young, young age, man, I'd be freaked out, too. Yeah. Especially if I'd seen uh, Amityville Horror. I mean, that that movie yeah. freaked me out yeah, when I, don't I saw know. it. It relates, but uh, have you ever been like really, really sick with the flu, like when you're a kid and hallucinate real bad where yeah, stuff looks huge and yeah. then it looks super tiny? Mm-hmm. I mean, that happened several times when I was at that house and I, I never figured out like what that was. Right. You know? Something playing with your mind or something. Yeah. We've, heard, we've heard some crazy stories. I mean, it wouldn't... Uh, wouldn't be out of the norm for what we hear so or maybe maybe my stepdad slipped me some acid right a little, i can't imagine know? tripping on acid in that place yeah <laughs> right yeah oh man wow crazy stuff man yeah for but that's it man that that was about all i could that's muster awesome that, oh that's awesome those are great dude those are great stories great cool. stuff Great stuff, man. Thanks for taking the time to uh, come and share with us. And I know that uh, you've got some some music projects that you're involved in, man. If, you, if you'd if like to tell the folks where they can find you and uh, download your music, any of that kind of stuff, let, let everybody know. Sure, sure. So my the uh, the band I'm in, it's a uh, you know, rock, rock band here in Charlotte, all original. Uh, it's called Vortex of Old Men. And we're at facebook.com slash vortex old men. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, it's on all the, you know, streaming platforms. Uh, you can look up, you know, Amazon Music, Google, all that stuff. So, cool. Cool. Uh, the Bub Holla 
I've actually got two CDs. One I released in 2006. Okay. That's called the uh, Bub Holla Holidays. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and that's that's available in all the streaming. I don't have any physical copies. I think I've got maybe one, you know, okay. that I just yeah, have. Yeah. And then uh, my latest one, which I just released on April 1st this year, uh, unintentionally, uh, <laughs> no pun intended, I guess. <laughs> Uh, it's called one hit wonder okay uh because like i'm 48 years old now and i've been trying to you know make music my living for 30 something years and now i'm at a point in my life where i don't i don't want the fame uh i wouldn't mind some of the fortune Uh, (laughs) just enough you know just enough to to make you feel like you did something and uh so I, I started thinking, well, all I need is one hit, right. you know? Right, absolutely. <laughs> like, one hit wonder. I'm like, man, I'm a, that's what I'm going to name my album, One Hit Wonder. Awesome. You know, and maybe one of them will pop off of there. Of course, uh, man. Of course. And that you can find at bandcamp.com slash bubhala. Okay. And it's, you know, B-U-B-H-O-L-L-A. Great. And uh, sure. it's uh, free to listen to. Uh, it's on all the streaming and it's on YouTube. I, I did a couple uh, self edited shot taken videos and uh, I got like three videos off the new album there. And uh, so, yeah, man, I got a song about the coronavirus. Wow. That, uh, great. Yeah. It was a last minute. I was literally like two days from shipping it off to be mastered. Wow. And uh, a buddy of mine sent me the music. So his name's Dave Voss. He he wrote the music. And as soon as I got it, it's kind of, you know, in the hip hop kind of vibe to uh-huh. it. Uh, uh-huh. I kind of, Bub Holla, I, I used to call it a apocalyptic punk rap. Yes, yes. That's great. So, so there's some rap, there's some rock, there's yeah. some different kind of stuff. But this uh, Change the World is kind of hip hop But he sent it to me. I wrote the first verse immediately and then rode around with it for a day in my truck and then i wrote the rest of it and awesome. polished it off night so I, I got it in the you know it took me from 11 tracks to 12 tracks so i was like that's Hell great yeah. that's great man that's awesome yeah yeah and that's yeah. it bub holla i think i've got some kind of youtube thing but it's only got three videos on it <laughs> okay there's some other videos but I, that i had on a different account and i couldn't remember the password so on <laughs> YouTube, you'll see it. Okay, great. Well, yeah, we'll make sure to put some links in the uh, the show uh, data and stuff. But uh, I had a chance to listen to it, and uh, oh. it's it's pretty good, dude. It's very it's uh, real polished, um, and it's got elements. Uh, it's very it's, it's got it's experimental and rock, like you said. You know, it's got those funk. And it's got some uh, like experimental hip hop stuff. It. There, there's even some stuff that are it's kind of almost like game show music and i'm i'm you know um but like it's um little casio keyboard man yeah that's, yeah that's dude. great loved it that's great. Um, i call it yeah. uh, i call it big high low five yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah so people if you're uh if you're interested in checking it out um you might really want to if you uh if you like um or what it reminded me of is like a, it's like a uh, Pepper era butthole surfers. So right there in the mid nineties, butthole surfers. Second person that's told me butthole surfers. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's like, some. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm good with that. 
uh, in some like uh, the later Ween, um, okay. and, and, and like Beck, kind of like around Odele era. So it's like you know that yeah. Beck, really Beck is a huge influence. That's great. And uh, and there's another group. It's a, an experimental uh, hip hop group called Y with the uh, W H Y yes. question mark. The second person that told me that. <laughs> and that, yeah, that hit me, and I was like, yeah. Amazing, yeah. Yeah, they are amazing. We, uh, when I was in Our Lord and Self Portraits, we played with them uh, a show at the the old. Um, oh God, what was that place? Now I just lost it. it wasn't Cat's Cradle? It was in Raleigh, and uh, it was the Kings. It was the old Kings arcade, and um, and like uh, yeah, man, like they were they were that's an incredible band, and like they the last time I've been floored by a band was when I saw them, and that was just during the sound check. I mean, they were just amazing. So, so yeah, that's you're in good league, man. You're in good company with all the the sound. That yeah, that's no, I, I appreciate that big time, man. It's rare that you get you know good feedback. Lately, uh, you know, short attention span theater, you know, like everybody yeah. tried to listen to it when I that first week you put it out and then it's crickets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just keep doing My it. Video, the video did get like 430 views so far. Hey, so. There you go, man. That's Not bad for yep. a few weeks. Yep. Yeah. Not bad at all. Yep. Just keep putting stuff out, man. You know, keep yep. doing it. And then I was just on, I didn't even know this till today that, uh, there's a little record company uh, down here called River Monster Records, and they just did their sixth compilation. Uh, they they just put it all together of local acts, and uh, they put it up on Bandcamp for free. And uh, they got that my Corona song got got into the mix. There's cool. 130 <laughs> tracks. 130. Wow. Wow! 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 Yeah. Wow! That's that's great, man. Well, yeah, man. Well, that's great. Well, good luck with everything, man. And keep doing what you're yep. doing. And uh, come back if you get any other stories. For sure. Totally. Nah, everything's boring now. I just uh, work <laughs> and play music. Right, right. <laughs> but I do live on the lake. Hey, man, did I ever tell you about this recent thing that happened to me? I was driving around in the country, and it was just after dusk. So there's a little bit of light still coming on out of the sky, but it was mostly dark. I saw this black school bus. I don't think I've ever heard this. Okay, so I saw this black school bus. All the windows were tinted, and it started following me for about 15 minutes. Whoa, no. Yeah. What, what did you do? I was at work. I was making deliveries deliveries and i just kept making my deliveries and like it would even stop and wait for me oh. and <laughs> yeah, so this, but it was never close enough to where i could see it or anything but it was following me man wow dang that's just an example of another really weird story that happened to me and that could have happened to you you don't have to have a ufo encounter you don't have to have seen the ghost of your grandmother you don't have to know what bigfoot smells like to have had a weird story Basically, what we're saying is weird covers a lot of ground here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. And we love hearing all of your stories, whether they're spooky, they're funny, they're bizarre, or they're just short, sweet, and unexplained. Kind of like our podcast. 
Bub Holla, thank you for coming on, man. Those are great stories. And thanks to Emotron for getting him in touch yeah, with us, you. man. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just so delighted to, to have a new friend and he had yeah. some great stories, man. Great. Man, those were awesome, dude. I don't where to start. I guess it was the first story where he had his kind of, I guess it was out of body experience. Right. You know? Yeah. When he was a little kid watching his brother's pet leg get on fire right <laughs> or not get like but uh blanket yeah i'm thinking of your dad with his pant leg on yeah, fire right. and he shot himself <laughs> yeah. With the True. yeah another <laughs> yeah and like you know i mean look little kids when you're two years old you can keep memories like that yeah. especially you know impactful memories yeah uh, from when you're that young, people yep. we we know this. You don't just you know you don't necessarily you don't have to forget all the little kid things. You don't have to override them with other memories. You know, I mean that's why I remember driving a car when I was two. You know, and into right. to the house across the street. So right, um, you know. So I believe that you know that happened, and I believe you know the whole the weirdest part of you know being. Just because it was so weird, because he kind of left his body. I mean, that makes right. me think, yeah, this is what happened. He saw himself, you know, and well, who knows, man? And who knows? Maybe when we dream, we do leave our bodies. Well, I don't know. Some right. people think that. That's growing, a, right. Know? There's no telling. There's no telling. Yeah. But yeah. And then the crazy house that he lived in when he got a oh, little bit dude. older. And the, and we looked up pictures of that thing, man. It's really a cool looking uh uh, house man it, yeah yeah you know, it's definitely an old school mansion yeah you know? yeah it's and you can just tell yeah. that it's got a lot of history in there and a lot of weird kind of vibes you could feel it yeah. and yeah. uh you know the story the story that got me the most about that house of course the knocking was was the good knock. the yeah. knocking and then but the the dog that was on the roof that he saw ghost dog man man that's freaky stuff dude yeah, I'm even getting a little uh, a little bit of chills right now. Yeah, that's just freaky. talking about it. So that's wild. It's it's just crazy stuff. Well, uh, and Bob, we uh, we really appreciate you sharing those stories with us, and uh, also your music uh, is it's really cool, guys. Um, check it out. We'll have some links, and uh, we'll, we'll play a track at the uh, end of the show. Um, and uh, his one-hit wonder. Uh, so, but yeah, it's cool stuff. If you like, if you like a little bit of, uh, you know, it's a li- kind of a genre blending stuff. It's you know, like I said, it was kind of like why it's kind of like Beck, kind of like um, the Butthole Surfers. Yeah, um, kind of that stuff. Yeah, you know, super creative, really, really, yeah. really strong um, melody. It's great stuff, mm-hmm. man. He, yeah, he's a talented guy, man, and uh, we're happy to, to be able to play it. You know, for everybody and. Speaking of uh, music, we've been uh, we've been we've been trying to get our shit together for Spin Jamorama to do the second episode. We're yeah, still yeah. we're still working on it, um, but you did you created a uh, a, pl- a uh, mixtape uh, playlist uh, in Spotify, right? That's that's correct. Uh, you can get on Spotify. You can go. Um, you can type in Spin Jamorama or Spin Jamorama music uh, mixtapes, and that will take you uh, should take you to our profile and you can follow us there and or you can and we've got um at current right now um there are four um playlist slash mixtapes that um we've put together and uh it's a variety of music and stuff that you know we listen to and it's you know it's it's cool and it's fun and you know i think it's uh, i think they turned out real well not to 
yeah. tooting my own horn. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> but yeah, check it out. <laughs> yeah, check, check it out, man. And and if you play in a band or um, you're you know you you make music, uh, send it our way, man. We'd love to check it out. We've got uh, plenty of time on our hands to to listen to stuff, and uh, yeah. you know we both love music, so send it our way. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we would love to hear from you guys. And if you guys. If we have any other artists out there who are, you know, visual artists such as myself, um, and you feel inspired to make art by the show, you know, send that to us. Send it to our um, what's your, your weird email at gmail.com or, you know, contact us through Facebook or uh, um, Instagram. And we have a Twitter that we barely touch, but, you know, Instagram's, you know, it's what I like the most because it's yeah. visual stuff. But, um, right. But yeah, if you find something that, or you, you know, or just weird stuff, link it to us, and we'll, you know, we'll put it on our Facebook, or whatever, you know, we'll we'll figure it out. We just want to encourage more activity within our community, yeah, um, because we love you guys, and we mean that, you know. Um, we we don't know all of you, but you know, we we care about you and your well being, and we want you all to be safe, as we always say, because and we want you to know that we care about you. And um, we want to hear your stories. Join in, listen, suggest music, suggest bands, suggest whatever you know. Talk to us then, and talk to us. You know, yes. share your stories. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right. Well, let's stop rambling, Barry, and let's get on to uh, what's next week. For next next week, let's take a look through my. Um, this, I should know off the top of my head. Oh, oh ah. Next week, next week we have Jeff Wilwine, and All Jeff right. is going to tell us a lot. He's going to tell us a lot about the Phoenix Lights. He's an interesting guy. He yeah. he has really it's been his life work, his life's yeah. work to put this the this whole thing together, and it's pretty interesting. I, I think yeah. people dig it. Yeah, and Jeff is like he is. He's got a lot of information for us, and he's um, he just he's he's a stream of just letting it go, and he answers our questions before we can finish getting them out. Um, So it's uh, it's really 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 interesting. Yeah, uh, what he's been working on, what he's seen, and what he's discovered, and uh, just a really cool guy. Um, So tune in uh, next week and. and if you want to look for Jeff uh, stuff, he has a book called um, Petroglyphs in the Sky. But yeah, we'll have more information about that next week cool. on the What's Your Story podcast. So yeah, just like I would say, be safe. Be weird. Here's the song Change the World by Bub Holla, off the record One Hit Wonder. Corona.
without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. Stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.